unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And at this point, I had been switching denominations um, throughout Christianity for at least two years. Like I had, like I was raised Baptist, but I switched um, back and forth between like non-denominational. I had a Pentecostal moment. I switched back and forth to almost every denomination that wow. you really have. Yes. What What made you switch? Um, I just felt like I had a lot of questions that not that the denomination that I grew up in couldn't answer. Hey everyone, welcome back to Saints Unscripted. Uh, today we're joined by a very special guest who's been a veteran on this YouTube channel, Hannah Klingon. How long have you watched this show for and been a part of this community? Since it was three Mormons. Wow. So, a very long time. <laughs> this show was called Three Mormons, for those who don't know. Since season one. Since season one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not saying much anymore on this show. <laughs> We're now in season two. <laughs> you missed the update. <laughs> but yeah, Hannah is here to share your conversion story and how you became a member and all of that. So let's start off with telling us a little bit about yourself and then we'll jump straight into it. So um, my name is Hannah. I'm 20 years old. I, I grew up in the gospel, which not this gospel for obvious reasons, um, but I've, I grew up Christian and I loved it, um, but I always had a lot of questions and that's kind of where we get right into the story. It just kind of, um, I grew up in the Bible Belt, so I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's a very strong Baptist household, mm-hmm. um, but I did ultimately love it. It just ended up changing my life a little bit when I converted, so. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that start? Was like where was missionaries or just <laughs> yeah did missionaries knock was... your door were you just like on youtube <laughs> no. looking at like what happened so i was on youtube one day and i was just watching like whatever was in my subscription like playlist mm-hmm. N- didn't even have a plan and at this point i had been switching denominations um throughout christianity for at least two years like i had like I was raised Baptist, but I switched um, back and forth between like non-denominational. I had a Pentecostal moment. I switched back and forth to almost every denomination that wow. you really have. Yes. What What made you switch? Um, I just felt like I had a lot of questions that not that the denomination that I grew up in couldn't answer. Okay. So I went to different pastors and started asking questions. Um, and then yeah, they would give truth. truth. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they kind of never would give me an answer. The answer that I always received was, have you prayed about it? And don't get me wrong. That's a great, it's a great response. Praying is fantastic. We love it. But when you're trying to ask like Trinitarian gospel questions, that's not necessarily the answer that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. So I was on YouTube one day and I was just watching random videos. I don't, nothing even gospel related. Somehow the Lord was like, we're going to put Saints Unscripted on your <laughs> on your um, account. And I was like, okay. So it popped up. I think the first video that I ever watched was about, like, the Trinity. Because that was the question that I had, like, the most oh. on, like, the Godhead. Wow, um, that's, like, perfect. I mean, out of all the videos. Yeah, it's, like, dive right in. And so I clicked on it and I watched it. And I was like, wow, this actually, like, connects a lot of dots. This makes a lot of sense. And then I kind of got hooked just from the one video. So I watched... I scrolled all the way down to like the very first video and I watched all of them in consecutive order. <laughs> so <is> awesome. <laughs> I found out that the gospel because of you guys. So wow. um, 
I know. It's definitely a story every time someone asks me that. They're like, how'd you find out about the gospel? And I'm like, YouTube. <laughs> they're like, well, at least it wasn't like anti-Mormon videos. And I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I know, because our videos kind of do get categorized. Like, sometimes YouTube doesn't really know the difference between, yeah. like, anti and what's not. So, mm -hmm. that's, I'd say that's a miracle. Yeah. 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 The, the question that I have is, did you pray about the Trinitarianism? Yes. And which led to <laughs> finding the YouTube videos. Yes, I did. I, I prayed a whole lot, like, constantly. I had friends that would pray with me even though they weren't seeking a different gospel than mm -hmm. I was. They would still pray with me because they knew how much I was struggling. That's good. And That's so cool. We, we got here to this moment, which wow. is a miracle in of itself. So you were watching the videos, and so what kind of step did you take after that, like, mm -hmm. where you're like, okay, what what do I do now? I've seen all of these videos about this religion. Yeah. Like, where do I go? So when I started out watching, it was still um, Kwaku and Mimi and David. And so I messaged um, Mimi mm -hmm. um, and, like, started asking her questions. She's so sweet, by the way. She I is. Love, her. love Mimi. Um, She's so she sweet. gave me, like, full-blown responses. She, like, called me and, like talked to me about it, which was so awesome. She's Aww. fantastic. So I started talking to the hosts, like through Instagram. So at this point, I was 16 years old. I was still a minor. Um, my parents were like, no way. You're not talking to anybody. Like, you were mm -hmm. Baptist. That's that's all we're doing. Okay. And I love them. And I they are my parents. And I will never have a single bad thing to say about them. But they're also very, like, strong in their beliefs. And that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As many parents are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I feel like it also was kind of a shock. Because I didn't really voice them my concerns as much. Um, so, like, at 16, I, like, randomly, like, walked up to them and was like, hey, guys, I'm switching religions. And they were like, are you, though? I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, they didn't have, they weren't, they hadn't seen, like, your, I guess, internal. Yeah. No, not really. I mean, like, my parents had seen me, like, switch denominations. And they had seen how that affected me. But we never had, like, a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. um, mostly because I was uncomfortable with it makes sense yeah <laughs> so it took me about a year and a half of just research so at this point I had found Saints Unscripted I had also found the um, church website and come on to Christ so I found the gospel library app so at this point I decided well I can't reach out to missionaries because my parents won't allow me to um it'll make them uncomfortable so I'm gonna be respectful but also still learn so I downloaded gospel library on my phone that was very intense for me. It's a lot of information. To be I know, that's yeah. probably a fire hose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I downloaded um, the Gospel Library app, and I couldn't get my hands on a physical copy of the Book of Mormon. So I used Gospel Library to read through the whole thing mm -hmm. before I had even reached out to missionaries. Wow. Because I wanted to, I'm one of those people, I like to be incredibly informed of whatever I'm researching before I'm going to like start bringing other people into it. Mm. Um, especially when it comes to religion. Wise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of research. So I had a year and a half of just like alone time with myself to like pray about it. At this time, I was still going to my Baptist home church because I felt more comfortable going to church even if it didn't have the full truth versus not going at all. So that was a decision that I made. And then right around, right before my 18th birthday, I think this was like the summer of my 17th, I went on to the come on come on to christ website and i referred myself to the missionaries um that was a wild ride that was a wild ride i had i had to work up a lot of courage to get myself to that point 
because I wasn't even 18 yet, Mm -hmm. but I still felt like very strongly that's what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. So I referred myself, not even 24 hours later, I had like missionaries at my front door. Good for them. I know. Way to like... Anyway, they're just so, on top of it. Yeah, they're on top of it. Um, they were amazing. And to this day, they're my best friends. And it's amazing because I've been able to go through, like, not only my conversion where they helped teach me, but they also, like, have gone through every momentous occasion with me throughout, like, the two years that I've been a member now. So, Were they sisters, elders? Elders. That's awesome. I did meet with sisters, but... In my area, for missionaries, like, 99% of them were elders, Mm -hmm. um, which I didn't really have a problem with. The sisters were fantastic. I just only met with them once. Mm -hmm. So I messaged them. They showed up at my front door, and they handed me a Book of Mormon, and then they left. Because I actually, that morning, was leaving on a vacation to North Carolina to visit my best friend. And they handed it to me, and they didn't tell me this at the time. But I remember, but they told me, like, when I got back, they said... We really thought we were going to give you that Book of Mormon and you were just going to leave. Like, we were never going to hear from you again. (laughs) Because apparently they were, like, you know, like, not having super good luck. They would, like, give Um, you the Book of Mormon and, like, you leave town that you never come back. They never hear from you again. Yeah. So I took the Book of Mormon with me. I had, like, pamphlets on the gospel and everything. And I took them with me to North Carolina. And I just listened to the the scriptures, like, the seven-hour drive to North Carolina. Because I couldn't read while I was driving because that's unsafe. Um, (laughs) But I listened to it. Um, So I got to North Carolina, spent a long time with my best friend, and was actually very bold about my beliefs. Because, like, she, at this point, had been my best friend for nine years. We're pushing 11 at this point. And so she's been with me through everything. Um, And so when she saw me pull out a Book of Mormon, she was like, Hannah, what is that? (laughs) And what? What is this? It's It's a book. book. The Book of Mormon. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm reading. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> Did she know? Had she heard of it? Did she know what it was? She had heard of it, yeah. But she didn't really want to talk about it, which I res- I'm respectful of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't really want to make it a big spectacle because I still wasn't sure. Yeah. 100%. Because in the, in the Bible Belt, it's pretty... I mean, the overall view towards like, Mormons, right, is mm-hmm. probably not the best, right? No, is, not really. Like, because you've got, like, your pastors and, and people, like, <laughs> preaching about how bad they are, so. Yeah, I mean, it's not super anti, actually, where I was from. Like, there's not, like, people very strongly against the church, mm-hmm. at least not that I was involved with, but it is the Bible Belt, after all. So mm-hmm. I definitely had some opposition when it came to reading, like, my scriptures that weren't, that wasn't the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I would typically have, like, someone look at me weird or, like, come up and ask me questions. I had that happen a lot. I think it's mostly just surprising, honestly, because people obviously know that the church exists, but to have it, like, happen in your life or see someone actually living it is a whole different thing. Yeah, to know someone. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I had a lot of people ask me questions, like, family, friends, my friends, like, I had one of my neighbors one time just had a question, so she, like, walked into my house and just started talking <laughs> to me about the gospel. I think people are just curious because it's unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no one was strongly anti, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Had you talked to the missionaries yet at this point? Or no, the, yes, they, they, gave gave you the, you, they gave you the book. Yeah, so they gave me the book, and they had given me, like, the pamphlets for, like, the restoration of Jesus Christ, like, all the oh, things yeah. that I needed to know. Um, and then I had spoken to them that one time, left for vacation, and then came back, and then we started having lessons. But I had never really had a lesson with them until I came back from North Carolina. 
Okay. So how long were you talking with them until you were baptized? Um, so I actually only spoke to them for about two weeks. Um, I had two lessons, <laughs> um, and then I was baptized. Well, yeah, you're like the most prepared yeah. person ever. You had like a year and a half under your belt already. They were like, this is amazing. Who is this girl? She's so cool. But yeah, they still tell me to this day that I surprise them a lot because of the questions that I had, because they weren't just like surface level questions that most people would ask, mm -hmm. I assume, on like their first lesson. Like my, one of my first questions right out the gate was what happens when a prophet dies? And how did they, how did they like find a new prophet? And they were like, we never expected you to ask that, we'll answer it. And I was like, I appreciate it. Um, I had some, like, cause I had known so much and I did have questions on the things that I had researched, but I also had a lot of questions that isn't really put out there, like the prophet situation. Mm -hmm. It's not really talked about as much. So I like to have all the information when I make decisions. Yeah. So you've been a member for like two years, yeah, right a at, little over two years now. Mm -hmm. June 7th, 2020. So right wow. at two years. That's awesome. So you're baptized. It took you two weeks in the missionary's eyes. You, It's 2020. What, decide, what made you decide to go to Utah, go to BYU, go just move from out of the Bible Belt? That was so not a planned decision. Like it was <laughs> such a spontaneous decision that I was so not prepared for. Um, so at this point, I had been baptized, but I was planning to move to the University of Alabama to go to college, um, majoring in nursing. And I just prayed about it for a really long time, and I ultimately felt like it was not where I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, I had already, like, moved my records to that ward because I was about to move, like, three days before I decided to not go. I had started talking with people in the ward that was in Alabama, and I just woke up one day and I was like, this is not where I'm supposed to be going. <laughs> So I completely just like left Bama um, and decided to pray about it. And this time, like the missionaries hadn't been transferred yet. So I was still talking to them um, just about life stuff. Because when I had decided to just like get baptized and then not go to Bama, my entire life kind of derailed for what I had planned. Mm -hmm. So I was immensely stressed. So I was talking to them about like what I should do. And they made one of them made a joke like, oh, you should go to BYU. Because that's where we're going to be, like, when we get back from our missions. And I was like, haha, very funny. There's no way that's happening. Um, and then little did I know, like, two months later, I was packing to move to Utah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I don't know. Something about it just felt right. I have a lot of friends here. All of my member friends are from here. I didn't have any in Tennessee, unless, like, you count the people from my ward. Mm -hmm. But I was also the only young woman in my ward because it was a family ward they're not why i say wars where i'm at oh that yeah that can be tough to like okay. find people though yeah. Like yeah so i just decided to move to utah my dad was like you know why are you moving across the country like he understood bama because it borders tennessee uh -huh. um, but we had never even discussed the possibility of me moving so he was just flabbergasted um but so, he ultimately uh supported it that's good. Yeah. Are you like the oldest, youngest? Where do you fit in your siblings? I'm the oldest. Okay. So I have a younger sister who is almost 16. So I am the oldest and I think it's very hard. It was hard it, for me to move, mm -hmm. especially that far away as their oldest child. Yeah. I'm the oldest as well. So I can kind of get yeah. where you're coming from there. And it's like hard for them because you're like their first baby. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Oh, you're going to move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 
you talked about your journey of getting to know the gospel. You had questions and mm-hmm. you researched and you were going around talking to different church leaders and yeah. exploring it. It feels very similar to Joseph Smith's story, uh, yeah. right? You were like this young person who was just trying to find the truth and you were seeking answers. And, and probably since then, like you said, you, you like to know the truth. You like to, to know what's out there. Like what advice do you have, I guess, for people who maybe have questions or I, I don't know, how do you go about working with questions within the gospel? I guess I don't know if I asked that right. I'm trying to like. I think that was like that was good. Ask it, but does the does, <laughs> yeah okay. So um, I remember when I first learned about Joseph Smith, I actually felt very connected to that because of the fact that it did come up so similarly, mm-hmm. and I think that's honestly what helped me a lot feel more comfortable with asking questions because. As much as I like to have the answers, I get very intimidated to actually ask sometimes. And so mostly because I feel like a lot of people are scared to know what the answer will be, especially when it's like a life altering decision. Right. Um, And so I read the story of Joseph Smith and I just felt so inspired to take charge of my own life and to know that I wasn't the only person going through this because it's easy to say that when you go through a trial that other people are going through things just like you are. It's easy for you know, your friends, your family to say, I understand how you feel, but it's a little bit different when it comes to a gospel related topic, because no one really knows except Jesus Christ and heavenly father. And I felt very connected to Joseph Smith. And I think that's what really helped solidify in my mind, in my heart, really, that he was a prophet, um, that he held to restore the true church. And I remember when I read his story for the first time, I think I just cried. I was just so emotional. And still to this day, like, I will like research, you know, Joseph Smith and find more stuff about him. And I still just get emotional thinking about it because of what he went through and knowing that like what he went through has helped change so many lives and has like helped restore the church that it's such a momentous occasion in my mind. Like, obviously it is momentous because he was like the first prophet, but it, because he's his story is so similar to mine, I just I got really emotional the first time. Like no one had to tell me. Like I'd never had to research it to know that it was true. I didn't really have to pray about it. I just like heard the story and immediately believed it to be true, mm-hmm. um, which is incredible to me because I think that was one of the first times that I truly felt the spirit that it that I didn't have to pray for an answer. I just knew it. So Joseph Smith has definitely played a huge role in my life. I think when it comes to asking questions about faith, I think it's important, but I also understand it can be incredibly intimidating because you're changing your life when Mm -hmm. it comes to religion. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately, at least for me, my life was changed for the better. I know some people have the experience where they ask a question and they kind of get the negative responses versus the positive. I did have some negative responses definitely when I started asking questions. But I, as cliche as it sounds, I just learned to not care what anybody else said because I didn't necessarily and I don't care what other people think of me because I know how I feel and I know what I needed to know and Heavenly Father knows what I needed to know. And he's the only one that I'm, that I actually care about pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I was just bold, which I'm extremely introverted. So I really had to dig deep to get the faith and the strength to do that. But prayer, he played a huge part 
in my ability to ask the questions. Yeah. So in a way, those church leaders that you were talking to way back when were like, did you pray about it? Mm -hmm. That advice kind of circled back. Mm -hmm. It did. It did help you. And it also makes me think of when, when Joseph said, like, after he saw the vision and people didn't believe him, he's like, I knew it, and I knew that God knew it, and I could not deny it. There's, mm-hmm. there's a couple of scriptures in, like, the Bible, all, all gospel is about just that. It's like, if you know it's true and you know God is true, like, just ignore what everyone else is saying. And I've used that advice a lot of times in my life when I get, like, haters or, like, people who are attacking me for whatever it could be. I'm like, hey, I know it to be true. Whatever your opinion, it's your opinion, but Heavenly Father knows it's true, and I know it's true, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on yeah. our show today. Do you have any other words that you'd like to share just as, as a final thing? Or The only thing I'll say is just stay true to yourself. Stay true to your faith. Know that Heavenly Father is the only person who truly, truly knows you inside and out. He knows everything. So... As intimidating and scary as it can be, follow your heart, follow your gut, and know that whatever sacrifices that you make in earth will be rewarded in heaven. And I'm incredibly grateful for the gospel. I know that it's true. I've never had a moment where I've doubted it since I converted. There have been so many blessings that have come into my life ever since. And the gospel has brought so many good things into my life, including friends. My family has become way more accepting now. Like We'll have open conversations about it. That's so good. I remember, yeah. you know, just like going to the temple for the first time wasn't it was a crazy experience. It was one of the best things I'd ever experienced in my life. Um, and all of that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't bold enough to ask the question. So if you have a question, don't feel dumb to ask. I feel that way all the time. I'm like, should I ask this? <laughs> Am I stupid? No, you're not stupid. I think it's it's good to ask questions. It yeah. is. And Be bold and stay true to yourself. I love yeah. that. Go ahead. And one one last question I have is what's next? You going on a mission? You're just going to stay at school? What's what's next for you? So, um, unfortunately, I cannot serve a mission okay. um, because I do have health problems that mm. prevent me from serving. And at first, I was very sad about that because um, I really wanted to serve because of how I was changed by missionaries. But I just came to the realization that if I'm not serving, it's because God needs me here. So right now, I'm just kind of being a missionary to people around me. So mm-hmm. right now, I'm working hard with talking to my friends and my family about the gospel. And I'm going to school full time, um, kind of bringing the gospel into my personal daily life. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's well, awesome. Like one thing I've learned, especially in the past two years, is that a missionary isn't just a person with a badge. Like everyone's a missionary. Yeah. And yeah, you're talking to your friends and family about it is just as important as going out and preaching to other strangers. So great job with being a missionary, even without the badge. Like, yeah, you. and you're here on the show with us yeah. too. So hopefully we just like get tons and tons and tons of views on this video. <laughs> Everybody share it, please. Yeah. Um, but thank you again, Hannah. Yeah. We're so thank we're you. so glad you joined the show with us and that you've stuck around with us this long. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, everyone, you can like, subscribe, and uh, leave your comments if you have any questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything you want to plug? Make sure to follow these guys on Instagram um, because we love Saints and Scripted. I've been with him for a really long time, so you should too. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's just my name, Hannah Klingen. Um, it's pretty easy to find. And that's pretty much it. All right. Thank awesome. So Have a good day, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.